Welcome to Just Life, where we share our life experiences and lessons to make your life easier. We are on a mission to become the best versions of ourselves, and if you're trying to do the same, you're in the right place. Let's talk about life. I'm Cicely Porter. And I'm Lewis Williams. Today's topic is the college experience, commuter edition. So, Lou, what is the biggest lesson you have learned so far in college? Don't go to college if you don't want to go to college. College isn't for everyone, and that's okay. For other reasons, like family or friends or basic approval. And it's not really worth it half the time because a lot of people go to college and even finish college, get a degree they didn't want, and work a job they really don't care about. And most of the time, the job they get actually isn't in the field they studied in college anyway. So it's a waste of time, resources, and money. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I feel like a lot of people feel pressured to go to college by their family and all their friends are going when they don't really know what they want to do. Especially a college like ours where the tuition is a lot of money and, you know, you're probably not going to have the greatest college experience. Why go to IUN <laughs> just to, like, have fun or something? Like, no, you're going to IUN if you really want to just get your education. Yeah. You don't go to IUN for the experience, you know, so it's a waste of time to come to IUN to waste four years, if I'm being honest. And I, I saw this crazy statistic the other day that, a lot of people who have their degree are getting fast food jobs because the job market is just so bad right now. And education only gets you to a certain point. Mm -hmm. To the point of like, I worked with someone who was like a teacher and I worked at Walmart. She, she would come in after she taught and she kinda explained college like it was a scam almost. Like she was a teacher making $40,000 a year and she was still working at Walmart because the salary was so much, it was so similar to the salary she made as a teacher. And what it really kind of taught me was that it's not always about the education itself. It can be about the experience and the people you meet too. So I would just say, don't go to college if your first thought is, oh, I need to go to college immediately to get my degree. Like think about what you want to do actually, not so much just how other people feel or even the money from it because every field isn't gonna pay well, first of all. Mm -hmm. And second of all, if you end up doing something you don't like, your life will be way less fulfilling that way. Yeah, and that brings me to the next point. Don't go to college just to play a sport. We could go on about this forever, <laughs> so. But please don't just go to college to play a sport. Like, If you don't know what you wanna do with your life and you wanna play that sport, I, I can understand wanting to play a sport in college. It can be exciting. It can be great for you even, but you can't just go to college and think, man, I'm going to play this sport for four years and then, then I'll figure my life out. It doesn't work like that. Yeah, make sure you like the school if the sport wasn't around because you're going there for education, not the sport. And a lot of athletes make the mistake of going for the sport and then when everything falls through, whether it be injuries or falling out of love for the sport, they're at a school that they don't even like. It's like you pick this school not just because of the athletic prowess, but also because of the academics and the experience you get from the school itself. You, you shouldn't pick a small school if you want to meet a bunch of people. It doesn't work like that. I can count on my hand how many people I've actually met like in class. Now, both of us being student athletes, we have to be like professionals at time management. So what is your biggest tip on time management? 
Well, I'm not the greatest at time management, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Uh, Cicely, I think you're the expert here, but my, I guess my tip would just be find time to relax. Don't overstress yourself about everything, whether it be a game or practice or school. Like, find time just for yourself or to have fun with people. Yeah, no, it's super important to make time for yourself because burnout is so real. And um, going to a commuter college, you have to worry about other stuff like meal prep and driving, which is a huge issue now because gas is $4.50 and you have to, like, plan your day out perfectly because you don't want to be driving from the school back to your house and back to the school. Um, My number one tip though for time management is Google Calendar. It has saved my life. (laughs) You can put your practices in there, your classes, um, even get a planner like a paper planner. I have both. I used Google Calendar and a planner just to write down my practices, homework, classes, extracurricular activities. And it's worked really good. In the fall, I was working two jobs, playing soccer, four extracurricular clubs, and I did not miss one day of anything. How are you alive right now? (laughs) But I had no time for myself. Like, I had no time to relax, no time with friends, no time with family. And it sucked. It really does suck. I was kind of in that same boat where if my time wasn't on school or basketball, I mean, I was sleeping or eating or doing something that I should be doing, you know? Like, you need that time to just relax and be by yourself and not have to worry about your teammates or your coaches or, you know, how many points you're gonna score, how many goals you're gonna score, (laughs) you know? Like, you need to worry about yourself sometimes, not just the outside world. You need a balance. And, of course, I don't use planners or Google Calendar, but, I would definitely recommend using them just because it gives you a sense of feeling like you have it together anyway, because sometimes you don't. But just having it on paper or having it like wrote out makes you feel better even. Make it till you make it. Exactly. (laughs) No, yeah, planner is like my number one tip. Have a planner. It's literally my life. If it's not in my planner, it's not going to happen. Um, And also, just be prepared for anything. Like, you don't know what's going to happen that day or um, what's going to happen at practice. Always bring extra clothes because the weather in Indiana, that's where we're at. It can be summer in the morning and then winter by the afternoon. I mean, even if you aren't in Indiana, man, don't be walking around campus stinking, man, okay? You might have practice in the morning, (laughs) might have practice in the afternoon, and you got class after that. You don't want to go to class musty, okay? You... You need to make sure you good, man or a woman. Make sure you good because you raise your hand in class and the person next to you got to move away. You know what's wrong, okay? Make and sure you good. And that goes back to time management. Like, don't have a class right after your morning practice because you're going to smell. <laughs> I, I don't have any of my classes before 10 a.m. And my classes get out before 2.30. Well, Cicely, I just think you're lucky that we go to such a small school. <laughs> That is I've, true. I've never been waitlisted for a class here, so. That is very true. But if you do go to a small school, that is a benefit, especially because, I mean, you see the same people, and then you know for a fact in your major how many people there are going to be in these classes. So it can't work out that way. But if you go to a big school, I think, of course, athletes get, like, prioritization for mm-hmm. classes. So 
pick classes that you know fall in between like practice times. Like if you have to take a late class, don't take it right after practice. Take it an hour or two after, so you have the opportunity to freshen up. Yeah, why would sure you do that okay. to yourself? <laughs> I don't know. People are crazy, man, you know, and some of these big universities, they only have certain classes at certain times, which can suck. Mm. And, of course, there's also specialized majors and things like that. So there are all kinds of circumstances where you can't avoid it. But if you can, do what you can to avoid it because you need that time even to just, like, relax from practice. Practice can be stressful. What is your favorite thing about being at a small school instead of a big school? Uh, I, I have to say the personal relationships you can build with the people and, like, professors. the professors, mm-hmm. especially. Like, I appreciate the fact that I know most of the professors I have, and I don't have to question whether they'll look out for me or not. Like, they will because they know me and I know them. And going to a small school, you know, you you have, like, the same five professors for four years. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like. But going to a big school... You really never know who you're dealing with because there are so many professors and there are so many people in your major. Even if your major isn't huge, if you go to a school full of 30,000 people, a small major is 1,000 people. That's still a lot of people. Yeah, and, like, those classes are so big. You could probably just sit in that class, and the professor would never know if you're in their class or not. You could have the same professor for four years, and the professor would never know you if you never spoke to them. And it's because there's you and there's a 100 other faces. Mm-hmm. It's hard to recognize a certain person after you meet so many people in a particular set of time. So I understand it. And going to a small school has that benefit. The The benefit of a bigger school, I would say, is the resources available, though. Mm. Like, there are just way more people, and there are way more people, way more experiences, you know. Like, here at IUN, it's, that's not limited. the same at all. It's, it's very, very limited. limited. So yeah, just appreciate that if you go to a big school. So how do you stay motivated? And how do I stay motivated? I just think about that degree, that money I'm gonna get once I get a job. Uh, honestly, I wasn't very motivated like the last year. Like I'm still kind of not motivated in I, a lot I of ways. I think COVID had to do all that a lot though. Yeah, exactly. It kind of, I went through this period like second semester of my second year. I'm in my third year and I went through this period of just thinking, like, my degree is useless. I hate it here, and I want nothing to do with school. Like, I would have these assignments due on Sunday, and they'd be due 11.59. And I swear to God, I'm, I would sit on my computer at, like, 10 o'clock, about to do two hours worth of work that I could have did on, like, Monday <laughs> because I hated it so much. And a big reason I dreaded it wasn't just because of, like, the work itself. It had a lot to do with myself and mm-hmm. how I felt about school as a whole. Like I felt burned out. And the biggest reason I felt burned out was because all of my school for a whole year was online. You mm-hmm. know, there's no social interaction. There's no someone really giving you help. Even if you email a professor, you know, you get that it's like you're talking to a robot almost. You're not yeah. talking to a person, you know, you're reading text that someone sent. That's not the same as asking a professor a question and hearing even, what they have to say. Even Zoom classes, I feel like I'm talking to myself or I'm talking to a screen. I, I hate Zoom classes. And my first Zoom class was speech. How did you take speech (laughs) on Zoom? It was so awkward. I, like, tried to incorporate humor. And, like, everyone's just, like, in their bed, like, looking, like, dead. (laughs) Humor does not work on Zoom. I'll say that. (laughs) It was terrible. It was, like, the worst experience I've ever had in my courses. 
See, I didn't have that problem because I had speech my first. Actually, I kind of had this problem. We didn't do it on Zoom. What we did was we wrote our speech as an essay, and then we got it graded that way instead of doing it on Zoom. What? Yes. So my first year, COVID happened, and this was, okay, this was March, right? We had did a speech already, and the speech we did was impromptu. So we brought in a favorite thing, and we just, you know, we talked about it. That was our first speech. It was in person. But we only had, we had like three more speeches after this, and all of them were just essays. So you, you didn't even speak them. You just wrote them. Wrote them and then turned them in, yes. That's not speech. That's like writing. I mean, <laughs> English. I don't, think, I don't think my teacher was very good with technology at the time. So it's like he kind of didn't want to <laughs> have to do this, you know? Yeah. It, it was complicated. Trust me. Just I, crazy. I think everyone's motivation was like hit pretty hard during COVID because we had other things to worry about. Well, let me ask you this. Your first year of college started during COVID. Like, mine started before, so I understood how the campus and everything worked before. Everything you know about IUN is after COVID. And I have to ask you, how did you stay motivated through all of that? Like, I bet you didn't even have a prom. You didn't have a graduation. Uh -uh. Like, you probably didn't have much. You didn't have that fun summer after you graduated. You had nothing. So how did you stay motivated with college to just stay on track? Well, before that, I just had no closure. Like, Mm. we just went to spring break and never went back to school. And, like, there's some classmates I'm never going to see again in my life. And, like, I didn't know that was the last time I'd see them. So it's weird because I don't have any closure. And now I'm, like, here at college. And I'm, like, how did this happen? But um, I stay motivated by just thinking about my future. Like, this is for a reason. I'm here for a reason. Just get the degree and then get out of there. Did that make you appreciate, like, those people and those experiences more that you had during your senior year of high school? Yeah, yeah, I think you don't realize what you have until it's gone. And even school, like everyone hates school, and especially in high school, you're just dreading it, you have senioritis, but it really like made me notice like I liked school more than I thought, and I liked those people more than I thought. And I just, I wish I got a senior year because I don't have that closure. Exactly, and I feel that. I feel for you. I mean, I was class 2019, and... My first year of college sucked, but it wasn't because of COVID. It was because of other things I was going through. But I can't imagine going into college and not actually being able to talk to people or have the experience to make friends or really have a real relationship with your professors. So I can imagine it was very tough. Yeah, when I got to college, I felt like I was the only one on campus because some days I was. They had rooms open where you could do like Zoom class and I did have one in-person class. Um, with Barbara Lack Mm -hmm. but there was no one here I had no sense of community I I didn't meet anyone like the Mm -hmm. whole first semester I wouldn't say I even made a friend until after Christmas and I played soccer at the university and if that tells you anything (laughs) well I, I can completely understand that I had a class on campus actually the first semester of my second year which was during COVID and it was a ghost town legitimately a ghost town here and I was still on a basketball team at the time when you would come for practice the only cars in the parking lot are the athletes and the person working the booth that Mm -hmm. day and the people in athletic office that's it so it was like the weirdest thing ever and I can understand completely what you were going through because like me my first year I didn't really make friends either 
and I had a hard time adjusting to college. But my second year was extremely hard because I had just changed my major to communications. Mm. So I was in class with people I didn't know, even in Zoom class with people I didn't know. I had no prior reference to any of the professors, and it was very, very difficult to adjust because of that transition. Like I felt like almost like I was a freshman again because I was starting completely over and trying to get to know people that I really did not have any idea how to approach. You know, I didn't know what we had in common. So COVID definitely affected my motivation, your motivation, everyone's motivation and how we interacted with people. Because after everything calmed down with COVID, and even now, sometimes I find myself having trouble even just having a regular conversation with people. Yeah. And I want to know if this is just me. The mask, I don't want to talk to anyone when I'm wearing a mask or if they're wearing a mask because I don't understand them or they don't understand me. And it's just like so uncomfortable. I feel that. Actually, I'm thinking about like at a um, fast food restaurants. They have like the shield up. And then they still make them wear a mask. And then you're wearing a mask. So it's like you're trying to talk somebody through a screen, through a mask, and you have to repeat your order like five times mm-hmm. for them to understand you. It is the worst thing ever. What I didn't understand was when we were playing soccer, we'd have to wear a mask during warm-ups. But we could take them off when we scrimmaged or played in a game when you're all sweaty and on top of each other. And it made no sense to me. I feel that because actually we had games where we had to wear the mask during the game, yeah. which was completely like weird. I felt I found myself like about to die because of just trying to breathe. So COVID, weird times, weird times, man. So we touched on how hard it was to make friends during COVID. Since we're after COVID, what tips do you have on making friends at a commuter college? Man, if it's one thing I learned my first year before all this stuff happened is that people at commuter colleges are not friendly whatsoever. Mm-mm. Like, a lot of people that come to commuter colleges have friends at home or they're older and more established already. They're here to get their degree and then go home. Yes. <laughs> or they have, like, kids or a life. You don't – okay, it's not that there aren't 19, 20, 21-year-olds on campus. It's that a lot of times they already have a friend group at home. You know, mm-hmm. they don't need to actually get friends because they have them already. Mm-hmm. So or they have friends who also go here already. They plan this and you find yourself trying to put yourself in a group that is already established, which is the worst thing to do. And it's very difficult. So my tip, just be outgoing, like try. You just have to try. Like it's going to take a lot more effort than if you were at a big college where everybody's coming from different places, because when you come from different places and you have no one, you're forced to make friends. Everyone's in the same no boat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But when you're at a commuter college, there are so many different life experiences you're dealing with, you know? Like, you're dealing with a 40-year-old woman who has a kid and is trying to go back to school to get her degree. And then you're dealing with a 25-year-old who just got out of the military and is getting his school paid for. Mm-hmm. Which, actually, I had a guy like that in my class. He was, like, 28, from the military, first year of college. And... Then you have, you know, the 19, 20-year-old who you sit next to in class, but they don't want to talk to you. They're on their phone the whole time. And then you got a guy like me who's too scared to even talk to people, mostly because you just think that people don't want to talk to you anyway. So talk, you know. Yeah. I, I have to give, like, Cicely credit even. Like, 
Sicily would talk to people. Like, I've seen it, even if I didn't speak to her myself at first. Like, she would speak to people. And I think that's what helps her make a lot of connections and people, like, want to speak to her. I'm a social butterfly. Yes. <laughs> and I am, like, still a caterpillar, so. No, I, I have found that everyone wants to talk to you. Like, you think, no, no. Everyone wants to talk. Everyone has a story. Like, you can connect with someone about something. It might be Legos. It might be a travel might be trip, your favorite food. Favorite food. You, know. you can connect with any person you meet. But um, just go up to people and talk to them. That is my biggest tip. Be vulnerable. Be willing to connect with people. It can be terrifying. Trust me. It like, can. <laughs> this semester of college for me has been big because I did not attempt to actually put myself out there until this time period. So... It was big stuff for me to like actually speak and speak in class. And what that actually does is open you up to opportunities that you really didn't know you had because you talk to the professor and you talk to other people in the class, whether they sit across the room from you or next to you. And then gradually you get rapport with these people and it becomes so natural to talk to them that you have no problem at all expressing yourself in these surrounding environments. So it's just a big thing to talk, you know, talk every chance you get. You know, you want to answer a question, answer that question. You have something to say about what's going on in class, say it. You have something to say to the professor before or after class, do it. They have office hours and you want to speak to the professor or get to know your professor better, do those things, you know. If there are social events, you know, go to them, talk Mm -hmm. to people. Go. Don't be afraid to put yourself out there because I know commuter campuses and small campuses in general don't have a lot going on, but when they do have something going on, it's great to just be a part of the event and be there and socialize with the people that are there. Yeah, you just have to be vulnerable and be willing to talk to people and make new friends. And you can have friends of like all different kind of friend groups. Like when I first came to IUN, you mentioned that a lot of people have friends that are going here. So they have like a sense of community already. Mm-hmm. My two best friends went here, one enro- unenrolled in the first week and the other friend transferred after her first year. Wow, that must have sucked. It did, because we had this huge plan. We were going to live together. We were, nope. It changed, like, in a flash. It's just crazy how fast time flies. Time definitely does fly, man. So do you have any other tips, just random ones? Um... Well, I actually have a question for you. Yeah. Like, how did your advisor help you in adjusting to college? I think this is something people don't really think about, but your advisor can be like your best friend at times. Yeah. They help you a lot. Your advisor is huge. I really took it for granted, like my first year, like, oh, they're just, their job's so easy. They just put us in classes, blah, blah, blah. But no, my advisor has helped me so much. Um, I'm able to graduate a semester early now because we've like dipped into other classes and do that if you are able to do it because save money and you graduate earlier, duh. And she just is so helpful. Like if you ever have a question, ask them nine out of 10 times they know. And like they were students once, so they can help you. Yeah, exactly. And coming from, I was a business major at first and my advisor, it's not that she wasn't helpful. It's that she could be very vague at times. So when I switched to communications and I get a new advisor and 
she's just very in-depth. Like, she wants to help you, like, at all costs. And if you find an advisor like that, do not do not take that for granted because you can meet pretty trashed people in colleges. You know, they tell you college is this place of great experience and you're going to meet these great people. You meet trash people in college, too. And your advisor can definitely be one of those people. Not saying my business advisor was trash. Like, she was okay. But my advisor now has helped me more so just understand what I'm doing and try to find my way, you know. Yeah, they're, they are there to help you. Um, one tip from me is another way to make friends is to join clubs. Joining a club is the biggest thing. I wouldn't be here right now if I didn't decide to join a club, so... Joining a club just changed everything for me personally. It gave me that sense of community I was missing so badly in my life. Like, Mm -hmm. it filled a hole that I did not know I needed to be filled, you know. I knew that I needed people around, but I didn't know I needed a community. And having, okay, having five friends from five different friend groups is different than having five friends from the same friend group. Yeah. It's completely different. You get a different experience when all of you guys do the same thing and are passionate about similar things, so... It's great to have people around who are like-minded. Yeah, and they're like your cheerleaders. They're always supporting you and helping you out. Um, I forget what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. This is why we can edit it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. I had something so good, too. It was something about clubs. Oh. I found that college is a place where you have to try new things to see what you like and like what you're good at. So don't feel pressure or like embarrassed to join a club if you have like no idea what to do or if you have had a previous experience, like just try it. And honestly, if those people in those circles make fun of you for trying something new or not being good at it, those aren't the people for you anyway. It's the wrong club. Exactly. You want people around who want to help you and want to see you succeed no matter what it is. And, of course, if you're new at something, you're going to need more guidance than somebody who's an expert. That's expected, and that's perfectly fine. Uh, I mean, we could talk about clubs a little bit more, I guess. Um, We could just talk about... Red Hawk Media specifically has done a lot for me, and I know it's done a lot for, like, Cicely mm-hmm. and other members of the group as well, just having the ability to do something you love while also having the ability to maintain relationships and meet new people, you know? Like, you get amazing experiences from having people around you that do the similar things that you do and think similar to you as well, you know? A lot of times I doubted myself and thought that I, like, sucked or thought that I um, just wasn't good at things, you know? Like, and then I decided one day, like, okay, I should speak in class. Like, for the first two and a half years of college, I did not speak in class. You wouldn't have caught me dead speaking in class. I'm sitting in the back of the room, keeping my head down. I'm getting an A in the class, but keeping my head down, not saying a word to anybody. And I had radio production, a podcast class with Cicely and the rest of Red Hawk Media, I sat in the corner and did not say a word the whole semester, legitimately, when we had assignments. This is so funny because Ethan was talking about this this morning. And he's like, yeah, Lou was sitting in the back of the classroom with his hood up and not talking to anyone. And now he's this, like, social night, like, you know. Yeah, it's kind of weird because that's, like, 
actually who I am. I'm just like, I'm a nice person. I'm cool, you know. <laughs> I'm actually very social by nature. But the college environment, like, very much so intimidated me. So I didn't talk for the first two and a half years. And a lot of that just... It was your mind. I mean, yeah. yeah. I kind of tricked myself into thinking that I was terrible. Like, and as bad as that sounds, like, a big reason I did that was a part of being a part of an athletic team. But I don't want to get into that now. Another um, episode. Yeah. Another day. <laughs> but I just kind of convinced myself that I sucked. And we had these projects in my radio production class. You know, we're doing a podcast. Okay, the, the morning that we have the podcast due, I sit in the car, like, in my garage in my house, and I record for, like, eight minutes of me talking. And I turn it in and think it's terrible. And then we go to class and we listen to it, and everybody thinks it's so good. And I'm just sitting there like, are you guys serious? Like, <laughs> am I being tricked right now? <laughs> and what this did for me is that did not give me a boost confidence at all, honestly. I thought y'all were crazy. Like, <laughs> like I recorded this on my phone this morning. There's no way you guys like it. And, you know, had all these people in my class. And then second semester comes around. This semester, actually, I have public relations class with, like, a lot of these same people. And, okay, I might have talked to Cicely maybe once. I might have talked to Probably another did. girl. Like, <laughs> Three times. She sat next to me. I talked to her three times. Um, I talked to, like, AJ. Like, every, <laughs> every day, Everybody actually. Everybody talks to AJ, though. That's different. <laughs> um, I might have talked to the other people in Red Hawk Media a maximum of one time each because I was forced to, not because I actually <laughs> wanted to. So I didn't speak at all, and I just didn't have any friends. So I decided. I made a decision, like a constitution. I'm going to start talking. So one day we're sitting in our public relations class. I remember this vividly because this is like the spark happened. Cicely and our friend Alex Wolf, they were talking about their minors. And I was like, why don't I just say something about my minor? Cicely's like, yeah, I'm a business minor. And Alex is like, yeah, I'm fine arts. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, I'm philosophy minor. And they're like, oh yeah, like, how is that? I'm like, oh yeah, it's cool. A lot of weird readings, but it's cool. <laughs> and I was like, wait, they didn't just ignore me. Or call me stupid. And you know what? I didn't even notice. Like, that was, No. Like, I just... You didn't notice that no, at all? No, no. I just, like, thought it was, like, a normal conversation. Well, for me, that was very big. Trust me. Like, oh, my gosh. I, and I remember that day, too. Because I was just like, oh, who's talking? And, like... But I never put it together. Yeah. Uh, no. I remember the first day we had class, actually. Um, we had to do this thing with our initials. It was, like... Uh, oh, my initials, LW. I was, like, likable and well-spoken. And, you know, if you... Before this, I don't think Cicely probably would have thought I was well-spoken because I never spoke anyway. But who now would, I know. <laughs> who would think I'm well-spoken? And it was this thing where it's like I just did not want to speak to anybody, you know? Like I just thought everything that came out of my mouth was dumb. Even though I said I was well-spoken, I literally in my mind thought that I wasn't. So long story short, what you could take away from this is that try. Attempt to make an effort at talking to the people next to you because you never know, you know. The big reason I sat at the table with, like, Cicely and Alex and what, Sonya and AJ, I kind of knew them. I had a class with them. I'm like, okay, I had a class with them. Maybe they won't bother me if I don't speak. That was, like, my first week, like, what I thought. And if then you're I sitting like, at a table wow. with me and AJ, you are going to speak. <laughs> well, I don't know because the first couple weeks, I didn't really speak like that, actually. It was when I made that decision to, like, okay, I'm going to actually speak where things just improved, so... Like, make that effort, you know? Like, try your hardest, because it, it changed a lot for me. And what this has to do with the club, actually, is 
this is how I got into Red Hawk Media to begin with. They're all in the club. So it's like, oh, yeah, I like these guys. Like, they're cool once I start talking to them. And this is like this is like January when I had this first conversation with them for real. And then by the end of February, I'm in Red Hawk Media, you know. I'm in the club. And it was great. It, it just added to it. So I got to know Sicily more, and I got to know everybody else more. And now I feel like I actually have a sense of community on campus that I have not had. Like, I haven't had this sense of community seriously since high school. So... So what you've learned is you have to be vulnerable, put yourself out there, and yes. talk. Look, honestly, I ain't even, I ain't even scratched the surface yet. Nobody knows the real Lou yet, you know, just <laughs> just scratching the surface for real. Because, I mean, it's only been a few months. But, you know, I think from what my friends have seen so far, I'm a pretty cool guy sometimes, you know. Most of the time. I try. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I think one thing that you really have to keep in your mind in college is don't be afraid of failure. Honestly, that's the biggest thing because you're going to fail. You're like, going to. It does not matter what you do. You're going to fail. No matter what you did in high school, you're going to fail. Yep. If you were valedictorian, you had a 5.6 GPA, you know, you were president of every club, you're going to fail. It just happens. College is hard. It's not easy. It's not for the week. And that's someone coming into college with a 4.1 GPA. I mean, I don't mean to brag or anything. <laughs> hey, you should brag about that. <laughs> I mean, college, my first year of college specifically was, like, not hard at all. Like, and a big reason it wasn't hard was because I kind of still had that mindset from high school. of Like, okay, you just got to get everything done. But COVID hit, and it was a rude awakening. Like, I had my worst academic semester ever. It was two Bs and two Cs. And, you know, that sounds like, okay, that's not that bad. No, I never got a C in my life until this semester, you know? Like, 4.1 GPA, I got straight A's all the way up to eighth grade. Like, it was like such a shock to me, and I kind of hated myself for a while for getting a C. So don't be afraid to fail and understand that everything isn't always gonna work out the way you want it to. But you have to adapt and overcome. I don't know why Cicely's saying that. Like, she isn't, like, the perfect student or something. No, like, I've definitely learned. I actually got to see my first semester. You got to see your first semester? I did. I slept through my midterm. Wow. So, and then this professor was, like, super cool all the time. But his one exception was you cannot miss the midterm or you're going to fail. Wow. That doesn't sound like the Cicely I know. <laughs> and I missed the midterm. I had COVID, and I was super sick. Ooh, that's and okay. I can understand that. <laughs> I called him at midnight crying because I'm like, I missed the final. Like, please let me take it. So he let me take it and get 50% of the grade I would have gotten. Uh, so I ended up getting like a 38% on it, oh, which man. is actually an 88, but Wow, that sucks. Man. Really, just failure is a part of life. And this is what I'm slowly learning now. Like, high school, I, I'm, I'm going to say this and sound a little cocky, but high school is easy. High school mm-hmm. isn't hard. If you just focus a little bit, you can, get, you can get Bs. Like, it's not super hard. But college is a different story in certain circumstances. Like, I don't think communications is necessarily the hardest major, but I also understand that it's not easy if you have no, like, love for it. If you have no idea what you're doing, And if you have no kind of, like, if you have no understanding of what it means to, like, communications. Mm -hmm. 
And you have to be passionate about what you're studying or you're going to fail. Yeah. You're just gonna you're gonna hate it. I have a friend right now, like she despises her major. She was valedictorian at my high school. Nursing? She despises her major. No, no, no. Engineering. Engineering, okay. Engineering. And it's the subset of engineering. I think it's chemical engineering. Yep. She just kinda she cries like weekly on her Snapchat story about the horrors. And she figured out what she wants to do already. And she just she wants to get her degree so it can make it easier. But like the thing is she wants to be doing what she wants already, but she still has more mm-hmm. college to do, which makes it so difficult. So it's not that she's not passionate about engineering itself. It's that the things you have to do to get that degree can be very difficult. It's mm-hmm. not just engineering classes, you know? Yeah. I have a nursing friend. She's going through the same thing. It's It almost consumes her life because she is constantly studying when I ask her to hang out, no, I have clinicals, or oh, I can't, I have to study for this big exam, and they get sad because they can't do anything and make time for their self. And the reality is this, you need to have balance, but these these majors don't give you that opportunity whatsoever. Unless, I mean, you can have balance and fail, but that doesn't work out well with trying to get your degree. You need to pass these classes, so you do what you have to do, you make a sacrifice. But having balance is important, and a big reason that I went away from business was because of how monotonous it was in reality. Like mm-hmm. business classes, they're not necessarily hard. You know, they can be very simple and straight to the point if you have just basic reading comprehension. But if you don't have that thing where you just enjoy business, you know, it can put you to sleep at times. You know, like the classes themselves aren't hard. I had an accounting class. The accounting class wasn't hard itself, but having to sit down and work for three hours on accounting homework made the class extremely difficult. Yeah. So have that understanding. If you're going to do something and you don't really like it, okay, make that sacrifice, but understand what the, what territory that comes with as well. So just be careful when you're picking your major and your minor and even your college. If you want to go to college, don't feel that pressure that you need to go. And don't feel the pressure to go to a certain school, you know. Go to a school that fits you. If you have offers from a college and you're an athlete and you don't like those schools, you know, sometimes it's best to not play a sport in college in, the, in those circumstances. And I can understand your love for a game or wanting to be in that atmosphere, but your life is not just about being an athlete. How many athletes actually go pro? It's less than 1%. You know, Life isn't all about what you do with athletics. Academics is important. Actually, academics is more important. Mm-hmm. You're a student athlete, not just an athlete. Think about that. And sports aren't everything, and I had to learn that the hard way, and I think a lot of people do. Sports can become an athlete's whole identity, and Mm -hmm. that can be an issue, but I think college helps you understand, not even just college, just life, (laughs) (laughs) can help you understand that you cannot put your whole identity into one thing. You have to be, like, well-rounded in some ways. You have to be able to socialize. You have to be able to be professional. You have to also be able to do things that you don't want to do. But with all this, you can't have one overpower the other so much that it takes away from, the uh, like, one another. I hope you learned a lot from today's episode and are able to take our advice into your own life. And honestly, we hope to add so much to you and whoever is listening. And there are times where the college experience can be hard. 
and going to a commuter campus isn't any easier. But that's college, and that's just life. That's just life. Catch us next time. This is Cicely. And this is Lou. Thank you for tuning in.